Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello, welcome to another episode of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. I didn't mess up the intro this month. <laughs> no. That's no, a positive. We, we haven't recorded quite as much this month so far. That's a good point. That is a good point, actually. Yeah. I've enjoyed my, in a way, I've enjoyed my hi- hiatus from um, this, is your, this Is Your Life slash My Disney Life when that comes back. Um, and yeah, we've had some time off, haven't we? Yeah just through circumstance so it's it's been good for that i think sometimes the rest is good um but we there's some news that's come out yeah so we'll talk about that and also uh we'll finish off our kind of walk around the park we've got one land left as you kindly reminded me and uh we'll see what else takes our fancy um so should we start with the latest news well, I suppose we better start with the news that's happened since we last recorded. No, well, the park's closed. <laughs> that is, was it? Was it like two days later or something? Yeah, it wasn't long after we recorded because we recorded quite early last month. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And we kind of saw it coming, didn't we? We'd we'd it heard was... the rumours that France were going to change their rulings, and and then it happened. Yeah. Yeah, there'd been there'd been rumblings, hadn't there? Yeah, there had been rumblings. So it's currently closed. Yeah, the plan is that it's going to reopen. Yep, for about two weeks. I think it's I about think. ten ten days, maybe. Yeah. Um, on the lead up to Christmas and over the Christmas period, and then back closed again until the end of February. Or, yeah. or was it the twenty eighth or the eighteenth? think it was the 18th because i've got a feeling it was reopening for half term right okay i think that was the aim because the french half term's the week before isn't it than ours yeah normally i think so yeah that's i think they're aiming for the for the french half term to reopen yeah so we will see um i mean i i don't the the when they closed the parks they said that they'd hoped to open up for christmas um yeah but that was going to be obviously dependent on if they could agree um, with the with the government that that could that could happen. Yeah. So it's not been confirmed, has it? But they're they're acting like it's going to happen. Yeah, but they're they're still advertising it as happening, um, saying they're looking forward to welcoming people back for Christmas. Um, it doesn't look particularly promising, though. It's there doesn't seem to have been much of an impact, no, in the transmission in in France and the the number of people with COVID. So, um, obviously, if anyone's booked for that time, I hope you get to do it. Um, yeah. You know, but it's 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 not looking not looking great. Um, December nineteenth, yeah, 
December 19th um, is when they're hoping to reopen. Um, they've already announced that for New Year's Eve, they won't be doing the traditional fireworks. Um, if you're if you're a hotel guest, it's going to be open to 11. But if you're not a hotel guest, it closes at 6. I so, will be interested to see how they action that. Well, it could be just something as simple as wristbands. Yeah. You, you show a ticket. I mean, when I've done... When I've done the hard ticket events, um, they they weren't really doing it for the the soirees. But when we did Halloween, you had to go to they set up these kind of wristband stations at the um, the underpass bit, you know, the undercover bit, yeah, um, near the hotel. Um, and you you went there, you showed your ticket, and they gave you a wristband, and it was a bit of a fluff because. I obviously had not got dressed in my Halloween costume at that time um, because you're not supposed to. So they they were trying to stick the wristband on you, which I kind of get. Yeah. I do kind of get. But I was explaining to them that I can't have that on because I'm going to have a costume that's going to be going over it. Yeah. And I was wearing an all-in-one suit. So there was no... I, I couldn't show it to anybody without stripping off. Yeah, uh, which no one wants to see. So um, I, I managed to do it in the end, but that's one way of doing it, I suppose, is yeah. by saying if you want to stay in the parks after six o'clock, you need to go and get a wristband. So maybe that's what they'll do. I don't know. Um, but yeah, actually, the the date is the twelfth of February. Right. That it might reopen. So um, you know, we we will see. Um, yeah. We we live in interesting times. I mean, obviously, your trip was cancelled. Yeah. That I was going to try and piggyback on. Um, yeah. And when, was that the week before? Yeah. I yeah. was meant to be the 12th. Like, yeah, so literally the week before. Yeah. But um, to be fair, Disney's decision didn't make much of an impact anyway. My train had been cancelled. Yes. Um, so Eurostar kind of made the decision for me. Um, yeah. With only going for a night, anything other than direct wasn't worth going yeah um and once they said they weren't running the direct trains it just it wasn't worth the effort anyway and then disney closed the park so all around it was it wasn't going to happen no you got a dream right <laughs> yeah i was just, there was no point i was like i've got that voucher there if i can book now and go then i will and if that gets cancelled then i'll get the voucher back again which now, I have, but, so yeah, so you're good. You're good to really go. Yeah. Um. So annual pass. Uh, if you if you pay for your annual passes monthly, um, people like my wife and me, then and and you, um, then your payments have been suspended as they were during the initial lockdown yeah. and park closure period. Um, that's starts again from the first November. Um expecting to restart once um once it all kind of blows over so it'll be march um if if things stand as they as they currently are they've said again that they're going to add on the number of days that are closed now what will be interesting is whether we get like the full period or if they do open for this time over christmas whether they do take that out because technically they should yeah well my my pass was blocked out over that period anyway 
So oh, I'm, right, okay. I'm not going to lose out there. It's I wouldn't have had those days anyway. So that's that's fine on on my part. I'm nothing to worry about there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it, you know, we will find that out once this all kind of restarts. I suppose we're not going to know before that because obviously they can't tell you right now how long it's going to be closed. No. Um, but yeah, so anyone that's kind of uh, worrying about that, yeah, you'll get you'll get the add-on. I mean, at this moment, um, if this kind of carries on, I might have enough days added on to my pass that it comes up to the renewal date a year after it expired. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm hoping mine covers me for race weekend next year. Yes, because yes. I bought mine early this year because of the the park booking that you had to book in advance. I, yep. I bought my annual pass a couple of months early. Yep. Um, I'm now fingers crossed that it actually covers me right up until next year's race weekend yeah if that happens the likelihood is i'll still be there if the parks are open even if the races aren't going ahead i'll probably be out there that weekend anyway so. and the other thing with these dates as well is that this is the uh early january is the traditional sale yeah that they have am i right in thinking that there's some there's some ruling in france where they can only have sales at certain times of the yeah, year Yeah, I, I believe they're only allowed them two times a year yeah madness um very very bizarre so but, and january i suppose works out well they can clear out their previous year's dated yeah stuff and yeah. it's all gone at the beginning of the year yeah so i don't know what's going to happen with that i mean it could be if they are if they are going to reopen over the Christmas period, maybe they'll start doing the sales then. I don't know. I don't know if they'll be allowed to or not. But No, I wonder whether it's an agreed date that they have to do it mm. there and then. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, so not, not great news. One thing that is good that's happened over this time, though, is they've updated the Disneyland Paris app. Woohoo! And now you can uh, pre-check... Into no your hotel. More clipboards. Well, let's see, right? <laughs> it's not count our chickens. I mean, it was so so painful when I went last year. It was the first time I had stayed um, on property, my, like booking myself, in a good five years. I think it was the same for me. The last time we stayed on property, I hadn't. I hadn't stayed on property for. Uh... That would have been about five years. So the last time we'd stayed on property, Lisa was pregnant with Sam. Right. And the last time we went, he was four. Yeah. Um, as a family, um, and stayed on property, and yeah, it was it was tedious. Oh, they, they come over to you, go, how can we help you? Oh, I've I've got a book in. Oh, let me just go and find the paperwork, and they go off through their filing cabinets and pull the clipboard out and check that everything's there. I mean, it took almost an hour. Yeah. When I when I did it, and there was probably about fifteen or twenty people in front of me. Um, all the desks. Bear in mind, this was no social distancing as well, no. obviously, because we didn't have to wipe out then. Um, they had lots of desks open, and they could not find my paperwork. And what annoyed me the most with that is, it's one of the rare times I'd booked completely direct with Disney. Like normally, when I've stayed on of on property, I've booked like with Expedia. Yeah. Um, or I think I once booked with bookings.com uh, but it's normally a, th a third party so this was a rare time that I booked with Disney because I wanted to use my annual pass discount and everything and this should have been easy this should have been the easiest check-in of my life and it was actually the, the worst yeah. they could not find my paperwork um, 
and it was just an absolute palaver. So I welcome anything that will will speed it up. And also as well, I just don't know why it's so so hard in Paris compared to the other parks. No, it, it really is just a mess. I've got I've got no real comparison because I'd never stayed at Walt Disney World until like my Disney experience had come in. Right. Um, and that's that's got even easier now. You don't even need to go to reception at Walt Disney World to check in. I don't. I don't remember it being hard. No. Because um, I've only, I've only stayed there once, but I I remember kind of getting off the bus. Oh no, sorry. We dr- we drove in, going to reception, giving our details, and getting our key. And yeah. the, like the map, this is where you are. This is where you need to walk to. Ours was ridiculously easy. We got there. We got there as a normal time, like six, seven o'clock in the evening with a, an 18 month old. Um, we got the Magical Express. That was all fine. Uh, got there, checked in, and they actually sent someone to come and pick us up in a van. Amazing. Didn't even send us to just go, oh, there's your room over there. Take a, take a hike. They actually got a cast member to drive us over. It's so just ridiculously high levels of of customer service that way. Um, mm. I'm led to believe it's not quite as good at the moment, or hasn't been. But yeah, Disneyland Paris is so far behind. This, well, fingers crossed, make quite a bit of difference. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, I, I saw, I'm trying to find confirmation of it now, and I know I definitely saw it the other day, though, is... Um, Annual passes. Um, it looks like they've they've changed some of the annual pass perks. Oh, One stood out in particular, which was that um, the parking yeah. um, had gone. As in um, the not the not the the parking itself, the parking judge, but there was a priority yeah. uh, parking place right at the front of the car park. Uh, nearest the gates and it looks like that's been wiped off now that could just be an oversight it seems odd that it's disappeared yeah i I wonder whether it's got something to do with this they've put solar charging in haven't they Mm. and i'm wondering whether it's got something to do with that that now the car park is going to be pretty much covered by these solar panels Uh, i wonder whether it's caused some loss of parking spaces I mean, it might be. It just it just seems a bit weird yeah. to get rid of that as a perk. Um, I mean, to be honest, if you're there early enough, it, it doesn't really matter. If I've only ever been in that car park once, because I normally don't have a car, the only no. time I've ever been in that car park was someone gave me a lift right. to the hotel once, and that's the only time I've ever been in there. I've never been down there any other for any other reason. No. Well, why would you? No. Really? I've only been there once or twice myself so yeah it's it's not not something but still anyway um it's it's just worth kind of being aware that that might well be the case but the other thing to point out is all the prices have stayed the same they haven't yes haven't changed any of the prices on the annual passes this year no no i think it would have i mean we talked about it didn't we you know it would have been a bit cheeky if they had yeah but you also kind of you'd understand yeah. why they might do but still yeah. um yeah so so we'll we'll keep you posted as and when that more of that kind of comes to light um the other kind of breaking news as well we're probably the first podcast to talk about it is yeah. um we've now had confirmation uh 
that um, Buffalo Bill's Wild West show is no more. Yeah. Sad. We'd heard rumours of it like maybe a month ago. Yeah. Um, that some of the cast members said that they weren't they weren't being reemployed once the, the parks and everything were back up and running properly. Um, yeah. But we did receive confirmation just yesterday, was it? Or this morning? Last night. Yeah. Last night. I sent it over to you this morning because yeah. by the time I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm done with yeah. with this. Yeah, we, <laughs> we recorded last night, so that shows you how late it would have been um, if... If you, when you did find it um but yeah we we both said neither of us have ever seen it and we're quite sad that we're now not going to get the chance it would have been nice to have have been forewarned about it but yeah nah, and actually made the effort to go and see it but we do know that there's a a planned refurb of disney village coming and it seems like this isn't part of it yeah yeah you, you understand um why especially with the current situation why it's it's not 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 feasible but it's it's not going to be back for a while is it no um so you you get it i get it um but it's a shame yeah uh, especially as it had been there so long yeah that's that's the thing that's that's the kicker really is it had been there yeah. so long um, it'd be strange without the the giant mickey on the side of the building because I assume that I'll have to come down. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why would you have it up there? Yeah. There's nothing unless they put it on uh, on the side of Billy Bob's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't, but, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. So uh, right. another Disneyland Paris icon disappearing. Mm. Yeah. It is, it is a shame. It yeah. is a shame. Um, especially as it was always one of those things I'll do it next trip yeah I'll do it next trip I'll do it next trip um, look I've been there enough while it's been open that I could have I haven't so I don't blame anyone but myself <laughs> that's that's it yeah we've we've been going long enough that we could have seen that it's, uh, and as I said to you I'm, I'm now going to make a list of all the things that I need to do that I think might not be there in a few years yeah yeah, you can never be too sure. No. Um, I've, I've seen, and these are rumours, right? So do not take anything into them about how uh, how this might be uh, going. But um, I have seen that, uh, that there were some rumours that they might bring a permanent Disney on Ice show to the village. That wouldn't surprise me. Well, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, Paris is one of the places where you could probably get away with that as a year-round attraction, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, you know, it, it, yeah, it would work, and you don't have the issues with, like, the animals and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. So may, maybe we'll see that. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Yeah. Definitely. It's, that's an interesting interesting uh, idea. I I would quite like it, I think. I think I'd yeah. be quite happy for that to be there. It's, it gives you another family-friendly thing to do in the village um, yeah. of an evening. Because now, there really isn't anything. No, and if you think about it, it could actually work quite well because they normally have at least one touring show a year, don't they? Mm. So what you could end up with is like a rost- like two rosters 
one doing whatever the theme is for that year and then swapping them out hmm. so that the last touring show is now you know something like that yeah um or just doing something completely exclusive yeah but uh yeah i think it would be it would be good i'd welcome it yeah so we'll, and it'd be, it would we'll be a nice addition for the 30th anniversary yeah definitely yeah. i'm with you there as well if we can't have no attractions for the 30th then stuff like that will certainly placate the crowd yeah yeah 100% because the other thing as well I mean there were there were people that I know that would go multiple times to over the years have gone multiple times to um, the Wild West show but not not huge numbers no you know for a lot of people it was a one and done yeah I can't say I've ever been with any friends that have gone oh we're going to see the Wild West show tonight no no, I mean, I would say that I've got no friends, so that's well, neither have I, but <laughs> I didn't want to That's why you. we ended up going to the race weekend together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I know what you mean. Um, I wonder, I'm, I'm not going to look it up, but I wonder if one of our kind listeners can tell me when Mickey got added to the Wild West show because it wasn't always Mickey no, and wasn't. friends, it was, it was just a, a full out cowboy show hmm. for a long time yeah I wonder what and I know changed. for a while Mickey was missing on the front wasn't he they took him down for repairs okay uh, over the last few years so he is fully refurbished someone will buy him John Stamos will buy him probably I don't know I don't, I don't know if he's got much interest in the Paris stuff no. maybe he does maybe he doesn't I don't know but um yeah so we thought we'd better talk about that um did you want to talk about uh, some of the stuff that came out uh, as we recalled this yesterday? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, IAPA, the um, the annual theme park um, presentation, um, has been over the last few days. Not the uh, not the Greek uh, not the Greek island clubbing island. No, um, and uh, our friend Josh, as we called him last night. <laughs> friend of the show Josh tomorrow um was doing his presentation for Disney yesterday and there was a few few little tidbits included in there for Disneyland Paris first of all uh, work is progressing on Avengers Campus um there was a few little clips of of our version of it in there um no acknowledgement as to when it's going to open still as far as we're aware targeting for next summer yeah um, with the the web slinger attraction, um, both there and California. Um, did you see the um, did you see the vehicles? Yes. Yeah, they they kind of they kind of look like the Skyliner, just on it, a track. It looks a bit. It looks like a cross, a cross between the Skylander and um, Ninjago. Yeah. It, which is what they've they've kind of the rumours are that it's it's a similar system to what they yeah. use in Ninjago, which is a bit disappointing. Um but yeah, I know but now you've said Skyliner, yeah, I can see that. Um so yeah that's that's pressing ahead at the moment. Um no talk of any of the other attractions. It was really just the web swinger attraction that they were talking about. Um or or the restaurant or the the bar as well that they're they're putting in or the rock and roller coaster upgrade. 
Well, yeah, because I mean, I suppose the the restaurant stuff is going to be similar, isn't it? To yeah. California, but the the rock and roller coaster is obviously exclusive to Paris, so I can yeah. see why they wouldn't have talked about it so much. Yeah, uh, and then on top of that, they they released some some little clips of the Art of Marvel refurb at the Hotel New York. Um, I mentioned it to Nick earlier. Um, I'm getting All Star Resort vibes from it, sadly. Um, it's for me for what's meant to be the second highest rated hotel at Disneyland Paris um, to have a lobby that's covered in comic book artwork. I'm not sure that's really selling to the crowd that they would want. It's... I don't know how I feel. I mean, I was very excited when I announced it. Yeah. Um, and I think the artwork will look great. Yeah. But I'm not convinced with what I've seen so far that it looks... It doesn't scream luxury to no. me. Now, don't get me wrong, in the rooms, that's fine, because that's what it is. But when you walk into a lobby that's meant to be that highly rated, you want something, why, just do Stark Tower, Avengers mm-hmm. Tower, as you walk in. Yeah. That's that's fine, but to just cover the walls in comic book art, and not just like small pictures of it, like... 20 foot high comic book art. Yep. Um, the the Thor bar looked all right. I wasn't convinced with the Asgard chandelier. It <laughs> looked better when it was turned on. Yeah. But when it wasn't turned on, it looked a bit naff, I thought. Yeah. But I have no problems with them having areas like that themed. I like just... Reception area? No. No, I'm with you on that. So, we've only got a few more months to wait. Hopefully, yeah, before we can go and have a look around. Is it? Is it? Are they planning to open it in March? Did I read? Yeah, I believe so. That that was the aim. Mm. So, alongside Sequoia, I believe is meant to reopen in March as well. Right. Fair enough. Um, do you want to talk about the backlot tour? <laughs> I do you know what it was such so little that we actually saw that um I'd completely forgotten about it. Yeah, there was a, a little clip of the the refurb of um Catastrophe Canyon, um with the cars theme, um a great big Dynaco truck has now replaced the truck that used to be there. Um. That's really all we got to see. <laughs> Very little else. They're still not confirming when it's opening, despite the fact that it should have been opened in the summer. Um, I'm still not quite sure why they're continuing work on it, to be honest. No, it seems... A... <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose it starts to got finish, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it does... seems a little redundant now. Well, I, I, I guess the, the problem is, is we still don't know anything about it do we? No. There's still no story. So at the moment, we we keep seeing the same scene, yeah. which was Catastrophe Canyon, and they've you know they've changed the truck, so it yeah. looks like a truck from Cars, and they've changed the water tower, so it looks yeah. like something from, from Cars. That's it. Now, what are you padding out the rest of the tour with? I know it's yeah. going to be a shorter tour now because of construction and, and whatnot, fine, but if that, if that is literally all you're going to get, What's the point? Yeah. 
You're gonna you're gonna go on it once and you'll never go on it again. Yeah. Whereas the previous one, I would probably do every time I went. I I look. I was a big fan. I was yeah. a big fan. I know it wasn't the popular thing to say or do, but I, there was a certain charm to it. And yeah. if I could, I would go on it every time. Yeah. Um, you know, I like seeing the uh, the other well the, the stuff they had on the back lot. So you know, the vehicles from films. Yeah. Um, the sets were quite cool. Once upon a time. Um, and you know, I really liked the finale, the yeah. the Rain of Fire London set, as we you know when I got to we got to run on it. Um, but yeah, if they're just if they're just going to have that one scene, it just seems like an absolute waste of space. Yeah. So, I wonder if I, I uh, John Lasseter will do the narration for doing. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was one of the reasons why I used to go on it because I used to love listening to Jeremy Irons and Julie Delpe. Yep. Exactly. So, but there you go. I wish they'd just concentrate their time on actually building something that's worthwhile. Yeah. Make, make a start on Star Wars or princesses or whatever. Well, because that's the thing, isn't it? Like, we're, we're seeing construction on Avengers Campus still. Yeah. Um, we know Spider-Man is obviously, you know, full steam ahead and, and that whole area is still getting done. But, that's it. There's there's nothing that we know about. There's no nothing we can see on those other two lands, and it's a bit no. scary, really. Yeah. You know, th- this is the ideal time for them yeah. to be really digging into this because the parks are closed. Yeah. So yeah, it's a shame, especially having seen some of the the concept art for for the likes of Tokyo with their Fantasy Springs, um, that would fit perfectly what they're doing with the Frozen stuff. Mm. And I'm looking at it going, why can't we have that? Yep. Just be nice to us for once. Yeah, exactly. Just for a change. <laughs> Just for a change. Um, Was there any other news that we've missed out on? I feel not, that was about it. Not that I can think of. Obviously, with the parks closed, there's, there's really nothing going on. No. No, that's um, a good point. Good point. So, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, we've had a... A few merchandise drops while the park was open that maybe we haven't spoken about the the uh, Make a Wish Foundation collection was was dropped at Disneyland Paris as well as Walt Disney World and and Disneyland. Yep. Uh, they got their own version of it. I'm actually sat here in my Disneyland spirit jersey from that collection. Oh, um, you did buy one, did you? I did. Yeah, I was like anything. It's kind of Fantasia themed. And I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. I, I like it, and it reminds me of the Disneyland Hotel, um, the colorings and the their 60th anniversary colorings as well. Um, despite the fact that it is covered in sparkles, um, I quite like it. No, I think, I think because of the main color of that one, it works. Like I, I like the Beauty and the Beast one, but it just. Because of like the kind of rose gold, I thought it was a little yeah. bit hard to pull off. But you know, when it when the whole jumpers royal blue, it's much easier yeah. to get away with. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that drops and all all of that money, any profits from that is going to the Make a Wish Foundation. So, and that yeah. was another reason why I was like, yeah, we've if we've got it available in the UK, then I'm I'm going to grab it. And it, it sold out. It sold out about ten minutes after I bought mine. Okay. So, 
mill they've got now left on Chuck Disney UK is um, a lounge fire bag ornament, <laughs> which I didn't even see in the original collection. I think that's just something they've churned out since. I didn't know about that either. Yeah, I spotted it the other day. I was looking to see whether they... In fact, it was this morning when the uh, the Star Wars spirit jersey appeared. Right. I looked at that and I scrolled down and I was like... Like a, a Christmas tree ornament of a lounge fly bag. I was like, okay. Each to their own if you want to buy that. Yeah. I did notice actually on there recently that they've started selling the um, the up statue that I yeah. got. Yeah, they got a, a delivery of, of Disneyland Paris stuff came in a while back. And um, also the one they um, it was Kevin and Jody. Yeah, made that, and uh, their Mary Poppins ones have appeared on there as well. Yeah. I was surprised because I'm I can't remember the, what the limited the limit size was on that. It was either a thousand or five hundred. I can't remember. But yeah. I remember being desperate to get it while I was there in case it sold out because you're never sure with these things. No. Um, so I'm surprised that they've they've still got them. But there you and go. I believe Kevin and Jody have just some done some in the US as well. Um can't remember which film they were based on. Um but yeah they've they've done a few more now over over states wise. Well I'll tell you what, just having a quick look um at the the new arrivals to uh, shop Disney today in the UK and um, have you seen the um, Le Creusier hand solo and carbonate signature roasting tin? I did see that, yes. <laughs> what a snip at only £360. Yep. I did think, when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, have they added a zero? Yeah. I know, I know this the, uh, expensive, but... The Darth Vader one at 295 Yep. So that's, that's a steal compared to the hand solo one. Well, yeah, I mean, that comes with a lid as well. You yeah. are right. You are right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Fans be crazy. Let me see if. I, oh, there it is. The Loungefly Minnie Mouse Wishes Blue Min, Wishes. Uh, Mini Backpack. Uh, oh, it's a wristlet. Oh dear. So it's not an ornament. It's a wristlet. So it's like a tiny little handbag. It, yeah. Why would you bother? The, those Loungefly bags are small enough as it is. Well, see, I've got so um, uh, this is this is the Shop Disney segment, by the way, people. We just created it. Um, so they they've put a um, Mandalorian, uh, well, the child Mandalorian backpack on yeah. that's forty quid, right? Now I can't remember if I if I use my backpack when we went to Disneyland Paris or not, but I've got one that's that size that's got like tattoo Star Wars. Mm. Um, dark side characters on yeah right so sim- similar to the child one but it's it's uh the dark side characters and that is about one and a half times the size of one of the mini loungefly black backpacks and it's half the cost now okay i know it's not leather yeah but i don't care for that anyway I don't care yeah. what it's made out of as long as it is functional and i just those those small loungefly bags just seem too expensive and i just wouldn't have much to put in them no it just amazes me that people use them as their bags when they're going around parks and i'm like you can't even fit a bottle in them no no not a proper size bottle anyway no uh, have to have or, a fruit shoot that's it exactly or you wouldn't be able to get in your 
you you might be able to squeeze in your uh, gimbal or something, yeah. but it'd be a struggle. Yeah. You know, once you put a gimbal in there and a battery pack and, and you know, a can or something, you've not got much room left in them. Yeah, they look great, but no. No, 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 no. Um, right, let's 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 stop looking at Shop Disney because I'm getting itchy. Um, <laughs> I actually did order some bits off there yesterday because uh, Christmas, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I resisted. Excuse the pun. The uh, Star Wars jersey this morning. It's it's a it's a tough one. We talked about it in in our Facebook chat group didn't we yeah and it's it's a hard one it, it's one of the ones that i would make a judgment call on in public in person yeah um looking at an image of it online even with someone wearing it uh now seeing that picture i'm still not convinced i would make a decision there and then not not online for it but uh yeah the temptation is there though <laughs> um Right, if we've got no other news to talk about, shall we go and have a little walk around uh, Discoveryland? Yes, yeah. Uh, this isn't going to take long. Um, Discoveryland is very much attractions heavy, I think, um, in terms of comparing it to what there is available restaurant and shop-wise. So I'm going to start with the restaurants, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at a couple of other ones as well that that aren't there anymore um just because they've intrigued me the last couple of days and one we've spoken about before but the other one i i'd never even realized was there so let's start with the ones we've currently got so there is only one restaurant and one snack station in discovery land yeah. um so the first one is the the snack station is it's called station yeah um your typical drinks and and ice creams i think um nothing really exciting there um and that's right as you come in that's right behind the Dis- discovery land sign um, yep. pretty much between um the entrance um and autopia um and then we've got actually ends up being my go-to restaurant most of the time just because of how big it is um and how much space there is inside it's always you can always normally find a seat um and that's cafe hyperion yeah um obviously wasn't originally what it was intended for um but it's it's fast become my my go-to i can easily get in there and it's right at the front of the the land as well it's straight in um so Let's have a look at the menu because it it is pretty much again your set menus, um for the most part. So menu one, uh, thirteen euros ninety nine is the fish burger with French fries or side salad and a cold drink. Um, then you've got menu two is the chicken burger, um, and this time you do have a choice of a dessert as well with this one um either a yogurt with a fruit layer or a magnum mini almond um and these they do have some some mixing up with this one every meal seems to have a different dessert with it mm. so the next one's the premium cheeseburger 
Um, and this time you get the choice of the mini almond again or an apple caramel crumble cup and cream cheese. Um, which you don't see very often. The premium and, is the price. Yep. And then, yeah, it is. It's fifteen ninety nine. Um, then we move on to what I think must have been a Halloween-themed one, and they haven't changed it since the park closed. Yeah. Um, and that's the Bewitched Burger um, at sixteen ninety nine, And that is, I think, pretty much they put some mustard on it uh, by that, the look of it. Uh, this one has, I'm just comparing the two, uh, mustard sauce, uh, salad, and pickles. Yep. The other one only has lettuce and tomato. Only problem is they haven't changed the picture of the burger. So the burger is still the BB-8 burger. I'm not sure if that is, you know. I mean, oh, I'm no, guessing... Definitely... I'm, I'm guessing by Bewitched Burger, it would have had a Halloween-themed... Yeah. Uh, so what they do, for, for people that have never seen this, they use something to uh, like burn a design into the burger bun. Yeah. And as Pete up said, for Star Wars, we've had BB-8 before. We've had uh, Jedi mm. written into the burger as well, haven't we, before? Yeah, and then you sometimes get the, the themed bun as well that's normally the, the, black. The coloured bun, yes. Yeah, we've had the, yes. the Vader burger, we've had the Black Widow burger. The Spider-Man burger, which also yeah. had a... Uh, I don't know, it had a red bun, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah all designed to a... make your, your poo change colour. Yeah. And then because this was the Halloween one, you had um, the choice for dessert of a fruit bowl, tropical pineapple, or scary but tasty little pumpkins. The uh, the fantastic Disneyland Paris cupcake. Um, cupcakes, oh, yes. creamy pumpkin and spices. And, and that was $16.99. Um, do you know what? I'd probably just go for the premium cheeseburger. I'm sure that's what I normally get. Mm. Um, but they have mixed up because I'm, I'm convinced that it didn't used to have the, the apple caramel crumble with it. Right. Um, so they've mixed that up. Then you've got your typical kids meal. Um, you've got the, the cheeseburger or the chicken burger. The chicken burger is the Czech meal. Um, cherry tomatoes or French fries. And then another side of either organic mini baby bell cheese, a kinder ice cream stick, organic apple puree, or a sweet flavoured drinking yogurt, plus a Minute Maid orange apple or some milk or water. Um, I'm sure I normally get a la carte when I go. I don't normally get one of the meals. Yeah, yeah, we've um, we've we normally get a la carte for the reasons which should become very obvious in a second, um, which is <laughs> so, that's how you get a veggie burger. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say. So yeah, your choices of main course are the premium cheeseburger at ten ninety nine, the veggie burger at eight ninety nine, chicken burger at nine ninety nine, fish burger at nine ninety nine, then mozzarella sticks, which for me doesn't that's not a main course. That's a side at eight ninety nine. You get eight of them though. Yeah. Um chicken nuggets, same eight at eight ninety nine. Um then you've got the salads, the the usual ones, the chicken salad and the vegetable salad and cereals. Yeah. Uh, cornflake there. At seven forty nine or six ninety nine, respectively. 
uh, French fries at three fifty nine, uh, side salad at three twenty nine, the kids cheeseburger at four ninety nine, and the chicken burger at the same price. Then the desserts, the yogurt with the fruit layer at two ninety nine, double Mickey cake at three fifty nine, which wasn't offered in any of the meals. No. Um, the fr- fruit bowl at three ninety nine, brownie again that wasn't offered in any of the meals at three fifty nine. And the apple caramel crumble cup at three ninety nine. Then on to ice creams, you've got the Magnum White at three eighty nine, the Haribo push up at three fifty nine. Sounds like a bra. Solero yes. lemon at three fifty nine, and the Magnum Armand, which is again the one that they were offering before, just the full size one, which says it's vegan. So three eighty nine. So finally, listeners, if you are vegan, um, you found the vegan option on the menu. Actually, yeah. I think the fries might be vegan as well. If it comes um, to think of it, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've I've had one of these before, not in in DLP. Like this is a new addition to DLP as part of their incentive to actually have something that's vegan. Um, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, what's it made out of? I think it might be like a soy-based ice cream, which makes it vegan. Yeah. Uh, either way, I, I'll be honest, it's one of those things that really was hard to taste the difference. Because yeah. of the consistency and stuff. But yeah, at least at least there's a, a different option, so that's good. Yeah. And then you've got all the regular drinks, um, pop, waters, beer, uh, and hot drinks. Uh, yeah. They do the souvenir straw in here as well, normally. Yeah. Um. My my top tip. We normally go here if we just want some fries or something, because the usual, the, the place I always think of, to to go to, uh, if I just want to get some chips is um. Cases. Yeah. But Cases is always busy. And Cafe Hyperion can be busy, but because of you know it's wider inside, there's more tills. You normally get served much quicker. Yeah. So that's that's my little nugget, pun yep. intended, of information there for you, because <laughs> uh, you can also get nuggets there as well. Yep. Cases. So, yeah, I, I I think it's it's good. I mean, I, I like Hyperion because um, of the design outside. You know, I yep. that's always fascinating me. Um, I remember going there. The only two places I remember going to eat on my first trip, even though I know it wasn't the only places we ate, was uh, Hyperion and Casey's Corner. And um, I remember having a spaghetti bolognese <laughs> in Hyperion. Just shows you what difference, uh, different types of food yeah. you used to get back in the day. Um, and they they didn't have a live show on when I was in there, but they were showing cartoons on the big screen, which they still do to this day. Yeah. Um, quite often so it, it's quite fun like you say there's normally quite a lot of seating as well in there um, and if you are walking in under the airship from that film that I can never remember what it was called is it like something at the top yeah or at the top at the top of the world maybe yes um, but yeah if you're walking into the restaurant underneath that ship if you look up spot the pigeons they're not real <laughs> but they do move. Yeah. So it took me a long time to realise that. Um, but yeah, always been a big fan. Uh, I can't say the food is particularly great in here. It is 
proper theme park food. It is bang yeah. average, but um, yeah, you've got more chance of getting a seat and getting served quicker in here than in most places. Yeah. So then I was going to touch on a couple of restaurants that have sadly departed us. Well, one of them sadly, one of them not so much. So the first one, I and I came across this mainly because I was looking for, for something else um, that we might talk about on another show um, another day. Um, but I was having a look around what was, in fact, one of your favourite attractions that's no longer there, um, La Visionaire. Um, and I didn't realise that there was actually a restaurant that was attached to it. Well, I I've got to be honest. I don't remember this. Um, so I'm I I wonder where the restaurant was. I wonder if it was part of the Hyperion. It was not. It was what is now the annual pass office. Ah. So, uh, Cafe Divisionaires, um, was a counter service restaurant, very similar to Cosmic Rays. Um, I would definitely. Um, compare the two um, in the sense that it's kind of on the edge of the land rather than inside it and kind of really part of it mm. um, so yeah it was uh, it featured an extraordinary futuristic mural portraying legendary stories written by Jules Verne so for anybody that has been in the annual pass office that mural is still inside and is on the wall that's um, interesting. They never removed it. Um, and so, actually, yeah. that that make like on the outside next to uh, constellations, isn't it? Is the no, shop not there. that one. What's There's the actually one inside the office. Oh no, no, no! I know. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that if you go to constellations, which has you know, which is very Buzz Lightyear themed, yeah, because that's the attraction that it's next to nowadays. If you walk round to the window that's in between that building, that shop and the annual pass holder building there's yep. a window there that's still got um, Jules Verne um, items in it. Not, that's you know... what I was actually researching ah. um, when I came across this right. um, so they offered salads paella and couscous prepared at a counter and served in cast iron pans apparently wow. um and it closed in 1993. <laughs> so it didn't last very long. No, because I was going to say, because um, I was nine when I first went in 92. And I went back in 95, where I kind of was able to take it all in a bit more. Yeah. Because I was that little bit older. And, by and that, I don't recall, recall it at all. Yeah, that by that why. point in 94, it was replaced by Arcade Divisionaires. Oh, so it was an arcade first, was it? Yeah, after the after the restaurant, that's that's what happened. And then in two thousand and two, they split it in half. Um, one half now accommodates the annual pass office, and the other half um, did become a, another arcade, um, Arcade Omega, um, which was just a smaller version, and that closed in two thousand and five, and is now a backstage area for Buzz Lightyear. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, the second restaurant, uh, the one that probably isn't missed quite as much, and we've spoken about it a little bit, 
um, previously, and that is Pizza Planet. It is. It, it, it's a common theme in Disney theme parks, right? You've got Pizza Planet, which is you know quite an important part of Toy Story is set in Pizza Planet, the first Toy Story, and you see a lot of Pizza Planet. Yeah. Right. So. Like now, I'm not watching the film, but right now, if you're asking me about Pizza Planet, you've got the two robot guards, yeah, sliding doors. It's a bit like what I'd imagine a Chuck E. Cheese to be like. Yeah. You know, there's there's arcade machines everywhere, um, and and games, and then there's tables and chairs where people are eating, all kind yeah. of around the outside of it. So you've got an idea of what it what this thing looks like, and of course, there's a massive crane game as well in the shape of a rocket have you did you ever get to go to pizza planet i never ate in there the first time i went we went in to have a look looked at the menu and went do you know what just not having it and i think we ended up in hyperion right um so i never ate in there but we did go in there and it was already looking very very tired i mean it has a a kid's kind of play pit thing yeah um, there was a big RC that you could sit on. Well, I, I don't think that was the aim of it, but of course that's what everyone did. Yeah. Um, and there was garden furniture, metal garden furniture, as yeah. your table and chairs. It yeah. was absolutely naff as hell. That said, um, before they got health conscious uh, in the parks, more health conscious, so I say, it was home to the greatest... Um, fast food item in history in the Pizza Planet Burger. Yeah. Now, at some point, I don't know whether this was when you were there or it was after, but it turned into a proper uh, pizza buffet type affair. That where might, it might have been that by the time that I went. It, the pizzas looked a bit ropey. Yeah. Now, they, I mean, so the Pizza Planet Burger was a thing that I, I always went for. But they did give you, you could buy like small pizzas, small individual pizzas. That was the other options and salads. But by the time they moved it to a buffet thing, the pizzas just did not look as good. Yeah. I don't know why. They they just they just didn't. Maybe they cheaped out. I'm not sure. Yeah. But a Pizza Planet Burger, in case you have not had the, uh, the opportunity, was a uh, regular beef burger. I suppose a bit like a quarter pounder or something. Uh, but the bun that it came in was two inverted cheese and tomato pizzas. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just incredible. It was something that should not have worked in a lot of ways, but actually was completely perfect. It was just incredible. I God knows how many calories it was, and that's obviously why they stopped selling them. Um, yeah. But I went to I went to Pizza Planet in in uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And that was awful as well. Again, nothing like the film. It just seemed like by calling it Pizza Planet, we'll all pretend it's like Pizza Planet in the films. No. Yeah, and it's the same they've done it at Disneyland now, haven't they? Yeah. They've rethemed one of their restaurants in Tomorrowland to Pizza Planet, and you look at it and it's not themed inside at all. I've got more respect for those knockoff pizza places that call themselves Pizza Planet. Yeah. Than what uh, Disney have done in the parks. Do you know what my favourite one is? We've got a local tattoo parlour that's called Monsters Inked. Oh, God. (laughs) Although I I think if we're going to go for Disney pun-named eateries, I was always partial to uh, Frying Nemo. (laughs) Yeah. The fish and chip shop. 
Yeah. Where I grew up, we had a few cod fathers. Yep. Um, so, yeah. That is, that fish and chip shops are, are quite easy to, to pull out a pun, aren't they? They are. They are. Uh, but yeah, I was I I didn't lament the loss of Pizza Planet by the time it closed because it it was a shadow of its already shadow of itself. Yeah. Um, if it could get much lower, but it always felt like there could have been something decent in there, and it was a good bit of space. And and the problem is, like you've just highlighted there, that land has got one restaurant. Yeah, that is it. You know, if you want to have some popcorn, you've got the the cool station. Um, if you want like some chips, or you want to sit down and have a meal, you've got the Hyperion, and that's it. Yeah, you've got no other variety. And I, I I appreciate it's not the biggest park in the world. So if you want to go and eat somewhere, you just have to walk five or ten minutes to another restaurant in another land. But that's not the point. It's just that lack of variety, isn't it? Yeah. And I think this has really highlighted it. Doing this, that they're very little difference in a lot of well, where do you get pizza where do you get pizza now exactly you know you got uh bella norte that's it yeah there's, yeah. there's lots of things missing that i think they could do in those parts that they don't food wise yeah. um yeah i remember the last time i went past the building was during one of the first race weekends and it was still there oh yeah we went I I think we went. No, we definitely did go past it um, during the ten k. Yeah, because they've been they've we been there. using it, hadn't they, as a like a training center? Yeah, they were using it. They were using it for something staff yeah. like staff related. And then um, and eventually they just had to tear it down. Is it actually gone there now? It's gone now. Yeah, it's not there oh. anymore. It just seems pointless if you're not going to do yeah. anything with it. I mean, the, the the problem was it was a little bit off the beaten track as well. Yeah, it was, it was quite easy. Well, it was it was quite easy to walk past it. Yeah, without realizing underneath the the train line. Yeah, to get into it. Yeah, there there was a sign there, but yeah, yeah. You, if you didn't see the sign, you would just walk past it and not just think yeah. it's like a cast area or something. Um. But yeah, it's it's a shame they didn't do something more with it. But but there you go. Um, do you want to talk about the shops? Yeah. So heading back to a, a Toy Story theme once more, uh, we've already mentioned it. It's Constellations. Um, that's now at the exit to Buzz Lightyear, Laser Blast. Yeah. Um, and it is it is pretty well Toy Story themed in there. Uh, they have made an effort with this one. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you used to get Captain EO stuff. Yeah. Um, because you know that was that was you know one of the big attractions there at the time. The Star Tours stuff was always by Star Tours, so you didn't have to focus so much on that. So yeah. it would be used for for that and whatever was popular at the time, which yeah. mid to late nineties was obviously pretty much Toy Story anyway. Yeah. And and now it's just quite a lot of Pixar stuff in there, not just Toy Story, but the building itself really is. There's a there's a giant buzz in the middle of the, the room. Yeah. Um some murals uh, on the walls. Um so the, the description is discover toys, souvenirs and costumes from your favourite Disney characters in this space themed gift shop for a range of ages. So yeah, I'd agree with that. I buy stuff in there for myself. Yeah. Um but we buy stuff for for the little one as well. Oh. It's a good place to get mugs. I always find it's yeah. a good place to get cuddly toys. Yeah. 
yeah as well um and yeah you sometimes you just find a few bits in there that you don't see everywhere else so it's yeah, yeah I, I i i always like going in there so next door to that is Star Command Photographer. So if you want your ride, ride this photo, is not a shop. Why? No, why? Why this is listed as a shop? I, I don't. Well, I suppose we they're desperate. Got, we've got another one as well um, that's about to come up. So yeah, if you want your ride photo from Buzz Lightyear, you you can go in there. That is, it really is right adjacent to Constellations. Um, you can walk through Constellations to get to it, or vice versa. You can walk past the the photography booth to get into Constellations. Then another one, you have light speed photography, as I said. This time you ride photos from Space Mountain. Yep. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. You come past it when you exit the ride. And then our final, final stop on our tour of the Disneyland Park. And that is probably the newest store in the park, I think. It must be. And that yeah. is Star Traders. Um this was put in when uh, Star Tours got its upgrade to the Adventure Continues. Um, it used to be, again, an arcade. Well, it was something before that. Yeah, I was I was reading some bits and pieces. There used to be some like new tech displays. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. So, so first of all, Star Traders was always at Star Tours. Yeah. But it used to be a little used to be quite similar in shape to constellations actually. Yeah. Uh it used to be almost like an island in itself. Um now it's the it's in the exit to the uh Star Tours attraction. Yeah. Um and the old one has now become the meet and greet with Darth Vader. Indeed. Yes. Um which is good. Yeah. One of my favourite things to do. Um so when it first opened it was sponsored by, I, I think I'm right in saying this, it was sponsored by IBM. Yes. Almost certain. And so when you exited the ride and you got into what's now the shop, because the thing is, what's weird is it's not really changed. The actual building itself no. is almost exactly the same. It's never changed. Um, so this area was, uh, you could um, take photos of yourself and there were touch screens where you could morph your face. Yeah. So you could stretch it out and, you know, elongate things and stuff, which in 1992 was quite cool, but the technology was really crap if you like uh, in terms of quality. Yeah. So, you know, this is obviously, you know, we are still in the realms of like 8-bit days. So the photos were very very poor quality. Um it wasn't Mario pixels, but you know, it's a far cry from yeah. what you'd actually get today. Um, so you had stuff like that. And also, you had this game that you could play where you would stand on these like platforms um, and they had a kind of like... I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but almost like a post that came out of the base of what you were standing on with that you could hold on to, like handlebars. And then you could move the you know moving using your body weight you could move the platform around and that yeah. would control what was going on on screen and i can't remember what the game was but again it was very you know by the mid 90s it looked out of date yeah and it opened in 1992 do you know what i mean like this is what yeah. we're talking about um and then i want to say around 2000ish 
they got rid of all of that and they replaced it with an arcade. Yeah. And it was an arcade for, well, until Star Tours 2, pretty much. Yeah. I I always remember it at the pod racing game in there. That's right. Yeah, the episode one pod racer. Yeah. yeah had a few of those. Um, and normally the other Star Wars games. So I remember the, the Sega trilogy game that they made. Yeah. They used to have... Um, uh, yeah, they didn't just have Star Wars, but any Star Wars arcade cabinet they could get in there, they had in there. Yeah. And then they would, you know, the usual kind of like Sega rallies and... Yeah, and it became more and more sparse as the years went on. As yes. the, the arcade started to die. I think the pod racing one was the only one that survived. I um, I went to my local seaside not that long ago. And for... I don't know why I did it, but I had a go of the episode one pod racer and it was just as bad as I remembered it. Yeah. Had so much, I think, I think I'm sure Ryan loves that game, but it, yeah. it had so much potential, but it just didn't really work because you had to control it like you would do in the films. So you had like the two handlebars, didn't you? Either yeah. side of you. But it just, I just, no, I just. I remember the it. console version. Right. My brother had it, and all I remember is blooming Watto <laughs> dancing around the, the garage, singing weird songs all the time. That's Watto. Yeah. They've um, just so, remastered it, haven't they, as well? Yes. For the yeah, new consoles. They did. Yeah. Um, so the description of the shop is that's no moon, it's a trade station. Pick up Ugh. everything you need for a galactic adventure in this Star Wars themed gift shop. So, yeah, it's. It's pretty much a slimmed down version of what you've got in Galaxy's Edge. So you've got a droid factory where you build small droids, not large ones. They aren't remote control or anything like that. Uh, you can build your own lightsabers. Um, again, plastic toy ones, not $200 ones that have a full blade on them or anything. Well, it's the a, it's a stuff that you could do in Disney parks for years. Yeah, and like can the- do in the village. Can you still do that in the village? Yeah, Steve? I believe it's still in the right the Disney store. Yeah, so I was going to say you could you could always build a lightsaber there, but yeah, basically what they're offering in here is exactly what you could do before Galaxy's Edge opened. Yeah, the standard. So yeah, they do have some exclusive stuff, um, like they have uh, Star Speeder statues and and things like that, which again I've just noticed went on to to shop Disney in the UK. Over yeah, the well, last they few can, weeks. They can keep it at that price. Yeah, 50 quid. yeah that's, that's what I said. And I'm sure it wasn't that expensive in the parks when I first looked at it. And it's, and it's not particularly big either. No. That's the thing. And they yeah, did for a while. They had some exclusive t-shirts when the, the ride relaunched. I'm not quite sure what they've got in stock these days. But yeah, there was there was some exclusive stuff for, for when the ride reopened. But yeah, other than that, it's pretty much what you'd expect from a Star Wars shop. If you want some Star Wars merchandise, that is where you go. Yeah, I, I think that's that's it really. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's anything more you can you can add. But no. um, I have picked some good bits up over there over the years. There, um, I, I know I got a Return of the Jedi T-shirt that was bought for me in that shop um, when my family went without me, which is a nice flip reversal to what I normally do. Yeah, um, of course, and. Um, yeah, I've I, I think I bought a Star Speeder out of there, like the, the toy version. Um, yeah, it's it's you know if you want Star Wars stuff, that that's where you go. Yeah, you're gonna find everything there. While you might find 
bit scattered here and there throughout the parks and through the village. Just you will find everything that they've got in their shop. Yeah, yeah, definitely an all-in-one. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. We've done the parks. Yeah. So next, next up, we've got studios, right? Yeah. Which I think we can probably get done in one episode. Yeah. Well, it's not much, is there? No. Few shops, so, few but what one restaurant? Well, look, the next the next show is going to be Christmas special, right? So yeah, you give us something to do. Yeah. Um, and we've been talking about what we're going to do on our next show, yeah. and we kind of discussed it on here a little bit anyway. But we are going to right. Actually, what's going to happen is P Dubs is going to make a massive list, and I'm just going to go. Oh yeah, I'll do that as well. Um, we are going to think about the things that we've never done. Yeah. Uh, we've both been here enough times. I mean, not, yeah, I've got more more trips on you, but only because I started much younger. Yeah. But there are things and places that we've not been to, not seen, not done. Um, Jacks. <laughs> one away We're already. We're going to get there eventually. One day. One day. One day. Um, but yeah, there, there are things that we haven't done that we, we probably should have done, and you'll probably be screaming at us for, for, for not having done them. But uh, yeah, we thought it'd be good to have a checklist, mainly so when we do get back out there, we can try and get all this stuff done. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Including definitely. Captain Jack's. Yeah, um, Captain Jack's just top of the list. Yeah. But that said, um, you know, we'll be recording this episode in a few weeks, um, you know, probably early December. So. If you have got a, a confession of something you've always wanted to do or somewhere you've always wanted to look at or eat at, whatever it is, and you've never done it, if you want to confess that publicly, then contact us on Twitter at yeah. Discover DLP Pod or send us an email, Discover DLP at pod at uh, gmail.com. And um, yeah, we'd love to we'd love to share those with uh, the audience. You can do it anonymously if you want. Don't worry. If you say not to read your name out, we won't. But uh, we love interaction, and I think it's it'd be quite fun to hear what uh, other people are missing out on. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Because I'm well, going to be made to look like an amateur. <laughs> you and me, mate. You and me both, mate. Yeah, we both. Uh, but thank you very much for downloading. Uh, if you don't already, please subscribe. Uh, if you do subscribe, please leave a review. Or if you've not done either, do both of those. Uh, it helps us get noticed. And we will see you in December. Au revoir. Network.